gosh, I, I forgot I even had that in my pack. Yeah, that's the craziest part, man. I, if Joe flicked my ear, I'd probably conk him in the forehead. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Kafaru Cast, which I think I'm supposed to stop saying that. In fact, I have my uh, my my head honcho IT genius to my right. Am I supposed to stop saying that? No, it's part Perfect. of the, part of the cast. There you go. All right. So uh, we've got Colin to my right. Hello. Um, Colin does all kinds of shit for us here, and then Frank, who uh, does all the adulting for me across from me. And uh... <laughs> I've got to say something more than that, Frank. For fuck's sake. I do the adulting here. <laughs> Just kidding. I, Colin and Kenzie and Anders do the adulting. He has the adulting glasses on today. I am wearing glasses. Yeah. It makes me, someone asked me that yesterday. Are you guys wearing glasses to make yourselves look smarter? Uh, Frank kind of looks like um, Richie Valens with glasses. Like he oh, had he an eye injury. Or yeah, um, you guys funny. all give me shit for wearing glasses, but you motherfuckers have glasses. I wore mine yesterday. <laughs> mine are, uh, they're not fake glasses, but Colin they has are. blue light glasses. Yeah, These are things glasses. are like gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then our guest today, uh, our good friend and fellow um, patriotic, uh, freedom-loving American, Tyler, is it Cass? I don't ever say your last name with uh, T and K outdoor gear or hunting gear. Uh yeah, Cal, yeah, that's that was uh, that was correct, and I think you always get our name confused too. And you, I think you just refer to us as the Bino Pack Company when you uh, when you talk to people. So yeah, there you go. That's it. So how is is it T and K Outdoors? Well, it's T and K Hunting technically. Okay. So what's the K stand for? Um, but yeah, outdoors, hunting, I mean, fuck it, whatever works, whatever you want to call it, man. <laughs> What's the K stand for, Frank was wondering? So, yeah, well, I get it. <laughs> it's kind of funny because a lot of people ask that, but it's actually my dad, so he's Keith and I'm Tyler. So yeah, it's 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 pretty original. I mean, Do you ever think of I changing it to uh, TNA? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, I mean... I, I was drinking pretty uh, pretty heavily when I made that logo and when I had the idea to start this. So, <laughs> you know, I uh, it was the best I could come up with about twelve years down. So, um, I, I you know once we started it, we just kind of rolled with it. So, now you were uh, you're a former Marine. Uh, you were a police officer. Um, Keep in mind, everybody listening in, none of us are perfect. Also, former alcoholic. I'm an up-and-comer myself. I've gotten a little bit addicted to screwball. Um, and then uh, you you transferred over from uh, working for the police force to, to doing this full-time. Is that correct? Yeah. I, uh, I was a cop for five years, and I was actually uh, in investigations. I got, you know, off patrol and... And uh, started doing like petty crimes and just the uh, the the stupid shit that new detectives do, and that's kind of what what put the fork in me. Uh, I was kind of done after that. So yeah, I uh, spent four years in the Marine Corps, and then I did corrections and private military overseas in Afghanistan uh, for uh, for just a short bit of time, and then that is a recipe to become an alcoholic. I will say nothing, that? that is a recipe to become an alcoholic. There's oh, nothing yeah, else to do. Yeah. hundred percent, man. <laughs> uh, so I had, uh, well, not a lot of people know too. My dad, uh, dad was an alcoholic too. So, I mean, 
runs through my family and plus all the other freaking bullshit that goes around, you know, along with it. That was just kind of the, uh, the perfect recipe for, for how everything kind of went down. But, uh, yeah, I've been sober almost like three years now. And I will say at times, you know, I, you know, it can be tough, you know what I mean? Dealing with stress and stuff like that. Cause I used to just be my medication and you, you know, my go-to, but now, you know, I've got, uh, I've got to find different, different outlets. So. Have you moved on to like Prozac and Zoloft and shit like yeah, that? Yeah, Prozac, <laughs> mix a little meth in there, you know what I mean? I, you know, as long as it's not booze, that's, that's what my shrink keeps telling me, so. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to talk about shrinks right now. You can't be, a, <laughs> you can't be, I've, I have found, I think um, some shrinks are overly jaded uh, from maybe dealing with their, um, their, you know, their, their, um, their trade for so long because, um, uh, you know, me trying to work on my, my, um, my temper a little bit, um, you know, and, it, and, and, and you and I've talked about this before, but it takes a lot for that to come out of me, but it, it, it'll come out. And, uh, you're talking to somebody that's like, okay, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. I'm like, I wonder if they're listening or do they give a fuck? Because I feel like I could just talk to my dog. It's like Chub. <laughs> it's like uh, Chubs on um, on Happy Gilmore. You know, when the opening scene is like, uh, it's, all in the it's all on the hips. Yeah. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like missing the ball. <laughs> well, and, and I'm talking, and I'm like, so really, what happens? And I'm kind of you know dumping my feelings out on the floor about like you know I don't. I'm not an overly angry person all the time, but there's certain things I'm very protected of kids and my friends and uh-huh. And I'm like, but you know, there's sometimes I just lose it and I want to cut a guy's head off with a fucking shovel. And she's like, uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, there's no way she's listening. Like she's not fucking listening at all. Like I threw that she in was probably just to get a reaction. the panic button under her desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stranger danger, stranger danger. See her slowly start backing away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... I guess what I'm saying is, instead of seeing a shrink, I started drinking peanut butter uh, whiskey. So that seems to be kind of evening out. <laughs> hey, to each their own, man. I mean, you gotta, you know, it's your life. Whatever you want to freaking do, I, you know, and uh, you know, and I, I was never. I mean, a lot of the heartbreaker shit. I mean, that was that was like my Marine Corps days. But I've, uh, I kind of was more of a more of a beer drinker, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't go to counseling or any of that other crap. I mean, I, I don't find it, you know, very useful. I mean, for me, it's just it's tough talking to somebody that doesn't really understand. You know what I mean? I mean, because how much do they really understand whatever you've been through? You know, I, I don't know. It's just if it works for some people, it doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't need the crap in general to to help me get through the days but you know you gotta you gotta find your own your own vice and, and figure out what works for you i knew you know i mean obviously if i was if i was drinking like i did back in the day i mean there's no freaking way this company would be where it is with you know the amount of employees we you know even have now after a year i mean there's there's no freaking way so i mean i attribute you know a lot of that because when i was drinking man i was just fucking any adulting was just fucking didn't it was non existent. You know, I I freaking it was it was pretty bad. So Well, I think uh what were I can't, I was on a podcast, it was a Q and A uh when I was down in, in Texas. Was it 
I was, uh, Steve Tetrell, he ended up being a CSM crazy story. Anyway, we were stationed together and, and uh, he was on the podcast before, but he had asked about, was my alcoholism currently as bad as when I was in Korea? I don't know that you can hit that level. Uh, <laughs> old Milwaukee was like, I don't know, eight bucks a 24 pack. What the fuck it was? It was super cheap. Yeah. Uh, and you know how they have intermittent fasting <laughs> now? We'd start drinking at like 9 a.m. So there was no eating until like later on in the evening when you've drunk yourself like into total retardation and you're like, hey, everybody, <laughs> let's go get pizza. And you eat like six pizza and the next day you're like, oh, my stomach hurts. What, what happened? Just it's like, all carb diet. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. all carbs. Instead yeah. of the carnivore diet, it's just the carb diet. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that counts as intermittent fasting if you're drinking your carbs. It's just intermittent sobriety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you'll get a, um, you know, t- Tyler being in the military, you'll get a kick out of this. So we are fucked up for 4th of July, right? Like drunk as shit. And the sergeant major uh, is telling us not to be such dipshits above us. And I thought he was saying Sergeant Meager. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, Sergeant Major. And I'm like, Meager? I know everybody on this post. Fucking lying. Because it was the sergeant major. <laughs> it wasn't a good day the next day, probably. No. No, it was not. Oh, fuck it. He, he was with me for that. He's like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, I don't know a meager. He's like, he's saying major. His name is, his last name's major. And I'm like, he's like, no, you fucking idiot. It's the sergeant major. I'm like, oh, my bad. My bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. And I could tell you. Well, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Being infantry, I mean, I, I can't tell me, I can't tell you how many stories that we've, uh, oh, God, all the freaking times of, of uh, all the whiskey and uh, all the shit getting thrown off of uh, barracks decks and uh, <laughs> all kinds of stupid shit, man. I, it's some of the best times of my life, but holy shit, I look back, I'm like, God, how did I freaking survive, man? I mean, we we freaking go, you know, PT in the morning, you know, run four or five miles and do a bunch of CrossFit shit and all that other uh, stuff. And I mean, dude, we were... Just reeking the fucking booze, man. I, I don't, I, I, I don't understand how, how somebody didn't freaking die. But yeah, it's, it's pretty freaking bad. Yeah, the uh, probably one of the most memorable experiences I um, had as far as alcohol goes, because I like tequila. Uh, I don't drink that now because I do get mean that. But we were in Germany in uh, Birch's Garden, I think is how you pronounce it. It's one of their, I think their mountain teams are there, and we were training with them. And the local, you know, little village, um, you do a meter of shots and we were racing, right? So it's not like every inch, but there's a fuckload of shots across the yardstick, right? I don't remember exactly what happened after my second meter, but I remember (laughs) I woke up under the pool table and I had pissed my pants and this big Hilga bitch bartender was kicking me to try to get me out from under the pool table. And I look and I'm like, who pissed my pants? I'm like, what the fuck? Who pissed all over me? <laughs> who shit my pants? So, yeah, it was, it was bad. So getting off the subject of pissing your pants, um, one of the reasons I wanted to get Tyler uh, on, he and I have been talking, uh, you know, infrequently uh, about basically what, what is American made? Um, you know, we, we pride ourselves on trying to keep 
um, you know, as many Americans as employed, you know, we use American made fabric, needle, thread, buckles, everything. Tyler is in the same boat. And that there is a lot of companies out there and there may be some things changing um, as far as in a Congress, but I guess it would be um, to where you can't do that anymore because a lot of our competitors as well as, well as Tyler's uh, put an American flag on their, their specific gear, but it's probably 60% made overseas. Um, Tyler, you want to touch on that? I mean, I know your dad talked about back in the day. There was no made in America flags because everything was made in America at one point, one point in time. Um, and we've gotten yeah. away from that. So, Yeah. I mean, kind of like you just said too, I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things that's where, you know, we as a company at TNK Hunting Gear, I mean, we're just, I mean, try to be as transparent as possible. Cause I mean, kind of like what you said is, you know, the big deal that I see out of it too is that, you know, uh, let's say just for instance, use this for an example, you know, you get a, you know, made America buckle, let's say, okay, you got two, two companies, one makes, you know, their shit, both of them make shit here, let's say in America, one uses 70% overseas products, the other one uses all USA components, well, you look at the buckles, you look at the thread, I mean, you add all this stuff up, but let's just say for instance, you know, somebody's using a, you know, 40 cent berry compliant USA made buckle, right? And then, you know, your competitors using a 10 cent freaking buckle from China. Well, you know, 30 cents more per buckle now, you know, add that up with a lot of the different things that we use, buckles, um, thread, um, all kinds of different stuff out there. Um, you know, mesh or wh- whatever, you know, you want to use an example now, add all that up and, you know, our, our gross margins are, I mean, our product prices are going to be substantially different, you know, based off of that. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that frustrates me being in this market is that, you know, we sit here and we try to do it the right way where we say, okay, we're going to spend the extra money on, you know, USA made very compliant buckles on thread, on freaking Kudura, on mesh, on webbing, on everything, you know, you can think of. And uh, that's probably the most frustrating part is that, you know, you have some companies that, you know, you know, tout that made in the USA flag. And, you know, we get a lot of the consumers that try to compare our products with them because they just don't know. They have no freaking idea. You know, because they just, you know, it's, it's nothing against the consumer. It's just they don't fuck, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then we sit here struggling like, well, fuck, how, you know, how am I going to compete with somebody? And that, and that's, and, you know, the biggest thing with us, and that's, you know, kind of like what you do too. I mean, the biggest thing is education is telling people, hey, this is what we're doing. It's going to be more expensive. It's not just, you know, um, using, cheap labor. And I mean, Aaron, you've been in our shop. You kind of know, I mean, we, we employ local citizens within our, in our community. We pay a good livable wage. We pay benefits. We, you know, and I've even looked at some of my competitors, what they even pay their sewers. I mean, we pay substantially more. And so, I mean, you add all those factors in and doing it the right way. Um, and respecting the craft of, of what we do here, making the gear, how we do it. Um, 
you know, you add all those things in and, and a, a lot of it, like you say, you know, is, is education, but I think that's the, the biggest thing that frustrates me is that, you know, somebody can, um, you know, throw a bunch of basically overseas components. And I mean, half of them, who, who even freaking knows where it gets made? You know what I mean? It, fuck, it could get made in Mexico, shipped over here, and a major USA label could get freaking sewn on it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if anybody's doing that. I'm not, you know, that's not what I'm saying, but who knows, you know? Because I don't, you know, as far as what you said with Congress and stuff, there's always been laws for made in the USA. But I don't think many of them are actually enforced. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, you know, uh, and, and I think that's the the biggest frustration and issue there is is that you know people need to understand that you know the even the raw goods well, let, that we're purchasing are fucking in, two three times. Yeah. So know, let me price. let me interrupt you for a sec, so people when you talk about yeah. education. Um, Okay, if you look at, there's only one Cordura, right? There's, there, mm. <laughs> right? And so anything that is not Cordura is, is a knockoff of Cordura. And Cordura is anywhere between eight and 12 bucks. It's going up a yard. Well, if your mm. competitor is using a knockoff, it's going to be half of that or less. So $3.98 a yard, let's say. A buckle. Mm. Um, I know our, our buckles vary anywhere from 25 cents on up. Where an Asian-made buckle is five to twelve cents. So, if you have a, um, uh, you know, w- w- in the case with with Tyler, you you you've got eight buckles on your pack. Um, hypothetically, uh, let's just let's say I've, with those eight, it's twenty-five cents. You're paying more per buckle. Um, so that's two bucks. And then margins and things like that. Just in buckles alone, that you're already. And then you've got the webbing. So webbing's going to be. Um, you know, when you figure out per, 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 you know, when they figure it out per foot or per yard, it, what you're using and what we're using is double, triple, and even sometimes quadruple of, of what an Asian made webbing is. And then when you look at like, we have webbing that we use that it's actually not in, printed, it's sewn in. So you have four different colors of thread that they sew to make the webbing. And then the thread at a molecular level, or what you want to call it when they actually build it, the thread is actually stronger to build that webbing than the knockoff material. Um, and then you have the Americans putting it together. So when you start adding all that up, let's say right now, and, and I'm going to leave you out of this, Tyler, you can throw in your numbers, but let's say right now we switched to non-Cordura. We, we switched to a knockoff company. If it takes two yards to build a pack um, of, of webbing or of, of material. Um, so right now, we went from let's say twelve bucks to four, so that's sixteen bucks right there. So let's say with margins, um, and your margins are double or triple. So meaning you got to double it or triple uh, that material price so you can keep the lights on. So you know right there, roughly you're going to be looking at sixteen to thirty-two bucks difference right there alone. Um, now if parts of that is sewn overseas. Our sewers, much like yours, are pay, paid a very competitive wage to, so they can, they can actually you know, have a car payment in the house, whatever they can afford. Well, I don't know exactly what they get make overseas, but it's certainly not 18 to 22 bucks an hour. It's more <laughs> like 18 to 22 bucks a day. So if you're having parts and pieces built overseas in the final assemblies here, when you look at a pack, well, why is your competitor $180 cheaper? 
like, well, I got to be professional. I can't go into all of this, but I'm just going to keep it. We're all American made and, and do the best I can. But when you can cut little corners here and there, pretty soon you've got 25 cents here multiplied by eight. And then you've got, oh, you've got, you know, instead of 12 bucks, you've got four bucks a yard. I'm not complaining about any of that. We're very proud of what we do as well as you are. But when you look at price differences, if everything was thrown out on the table, I think people would be very surprised um, at where those <clears throat> margins and where those, that, that price savings going. So they'd be shocked. They'd be more, you know, more than surprised. They'd be freaking shocked because it's, dude, I, you know, starting a business and I don't have like a fucking, you know, business degree. I've never, you know, I barely fucking graduated high school. I'm kind of a dumbass, but I've learned how to crunch numbers. I mean, being in business and, uh, you know, pennies turn into dollars, man. Um, they really do. And, and if you don't pay attention to that type of stuff, I mean, you can go broke. Um, and, uh, for me, that's been, you know, the biggest thing, like, like just reiterating what you said is that, you know, it's $4 here. It's freaking, you know, $2 for buckles here. And, you know, all this stuff, when you add it up, I mean, when you're talking margins and you're talking pricing, I mean, 20, 30 bucks, I mean, is a, is a huge difference, man. Now, I mean, do, do 30 times, you know, 30 times, uh, you know, 400 packs. You're, I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, so, I mean, it's, it is a big deal. And, and so I wish more people would understand. And I think a lot of it is, you know, like I've told uh, people too, I said, you know, challenge companies, ask questions, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, cause, cause there's a lot of, you know, companies out there where, you know, like you said, you, you see some of the buckles and shit they're using and material and you're like, I've been in this game for a couple of years now. Um, I know what type of shit I'm sure you guys do too. Just the look of it, you'll kind of know if it's made in the USA or not. You know what I mean? You've got a good gist because you've seen everything. I mean, most of us have, we, you know, we know what buckle companies make shit here. We know what three companies make stuff here. So, I mean, when, you know, people are using different stuff, it's like, well, you know, is it USA made? Because I've never seen it. You know, I've never seen that type of material that's made here. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, a, you know, the big thing too, is that I tell people too, I'm like, don't be afraid to ask company questions. You know what I mean? Ask where it's getting made, what it's getting made with. Where do they source their components? You know, um, all that type of stuff. Because I mean, it's you know, I think it's I think it's good for companies to be transparent with folks. Because, like I said, I mean, there's two, there's a, a couple different versions of made in the USA. My made in the USA version is a lot different than a lot of other people's made in the USA. Let's talk a little bit more about that and, and actually what what in it frank colin do you guys have anything to add to what we've talked about so far you guys are have both you wearing red it? plaid by the way it's a little freaky <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's flannel season it's fred bear senior and junior beside <laughs> me he's older <laughs> am i older than you uh i'm older than you uh, you old bastard gray pubes um <clears throat> have you guys talked about quality yet no no not not really and, and well, i i think that that's something you can dive into and then that's gonna lead me into something well, that Patrick and I did a study on so. this weekend when I was like sick at home, I was just listening to podcasts and stuff. And, um, I listened to, uh, the Rogan and Jocko Willing podcast 
because Jocko's got his partners in a company, um, Origin. Yeah. They make clothing and geese mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. And they were talking about like, there's a lot of companies that have all these excuses that you can't source some of this stuff um, in America, which is, it has been true, um, especially for clothing. But he brought up a good point. Like when, when America was at war in World War II, like you, could, you couldn't get stuff from overseas because you were at war with some of these countries anyway. Yeah. So the Americans started making stuff and this excuse that we're not capable of making stuff here is, is purely just an excuse because we did make all the stuff that we needed and we made it faster and we made it better than any of these other companies could or these other countries we could make. We just didn't make it cheap. We didn't make it cheaper, yeah. right? Which we paid people for, for quality work. You get what you pay for. And also um, they were saying, <clears throat> and I remember this too, like back when we were younger and you guys are obviously older than me. Um, when you get stuff that was made in China, it was like, dude, this is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very cheaply made, but Americans um, have come to accept it. Like everything's yeah. made in China now. Well, and then now, now you're noticing that a lot of things aren't even available anymore again because of the, the uh, shipping crisis over yeah. there on the, on, the, on the coast. You have Which, all these cargo ships, so people can't get stuff now. Now we're starting to realize, look at all of this stuff that could be made in America that's not because we... We uh, we want to take the, the cost of saving us made here. Kafaro yeah. and, yeah. and yeah. T&K. Shit's yeah. not floating around fucking California that we need. Yeah, it's made in the U.S. Same with same with what you've got going on, Tyler. Well, we've just we've gotten to this point in America where we've gotten used to the low low prices of things, and we're like, oh wow, I can buy this giant TV for three hundred dollars, and it's like, yeah. well, that TV actually probably costs a thousand dollars if we made it with. When you go out and you spend your money. I feel like our voting in the ballot box has gotten diluted, but when you spend your money, that is you voting every day with the money you earn. So when you're giving Tyler or us your money, you're saying, I want you guys to stay in business. Well, and I don't want this to come off, and Tyler, you know, I've already talked it. This isn't a sales pitch of, um, uh, this is of, hey, buy, I mean, maybe it is, please buy Kafaru and uh, T&K, but the, 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 my <laughs> point with this is more of a... Uh, where are we at in the world today? How the fuck did we get here? And how do we get away from it? So I've had people, oh yeah, you're bitching about American made while you're using a, an iPhone. Well, there's no fucking American made phone. I, I literally <laughs> put two cans and a string up. I don't have a choice, well, but brought, I would like to. They brought that up in that podcast. Like they're both saying like they feel bad about using certain things, but there's no, what's the alternative? And it just, it's going to take some, some of our wealthier entrepreneurs here in America to, to step up and start 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 making these products here's here's what's crazy so i'm not going to bring up the name of this company but it starts with and uh we (laughs) took one of those and we looked at we did a we did a time study um of what it would take to build this pack um so uh you know tyler you're using the same sewing same machine same webbing all the same shit we are so we built this pack it would have cost us fourteen hundred and ninety two dollars to build it with all the now that's with American made shit, right? Mm-hmm. So that's American made nine hundred seventy two buckles, all the pockets and all the everything. So when we did this time study for sewing, and then we did the, the also the the material study, I'm like, well, Jesus Christ on a throne! It's fu- the fucking material and buckles alone, um, you know, are are literally astronomical because there was just shit everywhere on this pack, right? Mm-hmm. So then we we broke it down, and and Tyler, you can appreciate this. The sewing. So when we, I'm like, well, these guys must be sewing fucking machines, right? How fast? <laughs> are, they whip this bitch up in an hour, right? 
Well, no. So then we, we made some phone calls to friends. We do have friends overseas, and, and we actually work with uh, some of them on fabric, things that we can't get here. Dyneema, for example, is a, a you know, material that um, uh, you, know, you kind of are, are forced to, to, if you're going to use a Dyneema material, it's not readily available uh, in the U.S. as easy. And so, yeah. like, hey, what, what, what do you charge, you know? And I'm a listening, and I'm like, is there a language barrier? Or did he just say that they pay 84 cents an hour? Holy, Holy fuck, shit. right? I'm like, and, and, and so as I, we're, we're learning this now, tax title and license, we figured out the price difference, where that came from. That's material and labor. Now we did the durability test. Is what we make better, right? So... I had uh, the dip bar, right? And I put the shoulder straps on the dip bar and, and you, anyone, it's pretty redneck. There's a 25 pound plate, 25 pound plate. Okay. Well then stitches are ripping, right? Shit's breaking. All right. Then we took, I had, uh, we had a pressure, uh, basically to see how much it would take to crack a buckle. Uh, it, okay. So for, for hours, it was actually ended up being about 700% stronger. Then we froze them. And I cracked them with my hands, right? The, and okay, so the polymer's different, the makeup. And I'm like, okay, so the, the price difference was like 400 and some dollars for this pack. And ours, so it's a $1,000 price difference. So then when you did the durability test, we got 400 and some pounds in ours before I just quit because we ran out of fucking weight, basically. <laughs> so I was like, okay, no stitching ripped, no shoulder strap ripped. Okay, so then we did tear and abrasion resistance. Well, when you're talking about, okay, you've got basically, if it costs 400 bucks, right, it's not quite quadruple, but it's triple the, the cost. Well, we were, you know, several hundred percent stronger. Um, so this is what, what I'm breaking down to is, okay, <laughs> it is over triple the cost, but it's significantly more than triple stronger long-term durability. The other thing too, also, uh, when you talk about that is long-term like longevity of the product. If I buy something and it lasts me a year and they don't warranty it, and if I buy something that lasts me six or seven years and they warranty it, I have saved a significant amount more money bending the extra. Now, we would never build this fucking pack because it just didn't make any sense. They just threw a bunch of shit on it to look cool. But uh, this goes the same thing with, with Tyler, with what you're doing. If you, if we warranty something, let's say out to six or eight years, uh, meaning we, whether we patch it or replace it, or we say, hey, you know what? This bag has lived its life. We'll give you 40% off a brand new one, whatever you want. One, you're talking to an American. And when I say American, you're talking to someone that's used the pack, that is very intimately familiar with it. You're not getting an automated uh, I challenge someone to give North Face a call. Let me let me tell you <laughs> how that works out. Um, um, and so, you are speaking to someone that's been in the field with the product. I I called the watch company about six months ago to ask some technical questions. I was so fucking irritated. By the time I got a phone, I'm like, dude, I can read the goddamn box myself. I need <laughs> hands-on experience. I can read what the box says, right? I can I can Google it, right? I can watch videos about this shit. I need somebody hands-on that's used it. So when I say, Frank, when you've uh, packed a deer out in pack X, how did you strap that on there? That doesn't come on a fucking instruction manual. That is hard work and use from the people at the company. You do not get that with overseas-made products from my experience. Absolutely. One, one more thing I wanted to bring up that, that, that those guys brought up um, 
is the overseas manufacturing may not end up being cheaper going forward because of uh, the cost to ship now is like quadrupled nope. or even times Dude. five in price to get over here now. So I, it used to be like the well, container yeah. before was five thousand. It's twenty five thousand fucking dollars. Yeah. So to it, receive a container now. So now all of a sudden. It's, yeah. it's a lot, it's becoming a lot more competitive. So like, and the, there's poor <clears throat> bastards overseas pays probably going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only way they'll be able to make it, uh, to keep doing it is paying the people less. So, and maybe they'll, they'll, uh, I think they'll you're also start up. seeing prices that are from non high quality, non-American made stuff go up to start matching American made stuff because that's how much it costs to produce. Like there is just no there is no workaround. You know, we've been working around by subsidizing the shipping for a long time, but now it's like, it's going to catch up to you somehow. Well, uh, Tyler, um, with, with you starting out, right, you said you've been doing this a couple years and, and, uh, you know, what was one of the main things that, and, and you and I have known each other for a while and you've known Kafaru. What was one of the first things when you started pricing things out where you're just like, holy shit, like, one of the eye openers for you when you were comparing it to, you know, overseas, um, you know, com um, you know, going down the, a parallel, you're, you, you've got you, you know, in the left lane and in the right lane, you've got your competitor made overseas. Where were you like, holy shitting it out of the gate when you were really realizing things? Um, labor, dude. Yeah. hundred percent. I think labor, um, <clears throat> you know, we talked about the, you know, uh, the dollar, you know, differences in material too, which is pretty significant, but labor is, I mean, still going to be the most expensive thing. Um, which is, you know, it's not a bad thing either, but you know, I have to calculate into my prices, you know, benefits, uh, that we're giving employees, you know, not even just a good hourly cause I pay all my stores between, um, you know, Pretty, pretty well in the high teens and into the twenties. Um, so when you're paying that and then you're giving those benefits as far as, you know, this next year we're looking at healthcare and then, you know, dental vision and all this shit. I mean, you have to wrap all of that up into labor. It's all labor costs. I mean, you know, uh, <clears throat> um, employment taxes. I mean, you guys, you know, know a lot about that stuff and see the numbers. I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. When you start adding everything might, up and then another word. you start looking at your, you start looking at your products and you're like, holy fuck, I've got to <laughs> fucking sell a ton of shit to freaking get ahead. You know what I mean? Cause you do. I mean, that's, that's the, you know, that's, and that's the tough, that's the tough goal is that, okay, well, I've got to market at this price. Um, you know what I mean? And I've, but you can't price yourself out of the market either. You know what I mean? You can't make it so fucking expensive that it's like, you know, nobody, you know, nobody can afford it. But at the same time, you know, I'm not afraid to price my shit to where it needs to be priced either. You know what I mean? Because I know it's worth it. And if you don't think it's worth it, well then, you know, I don't really give a shit. You can move on to the next, next guy. Um, but that's, that's the biggest thing is that once you start calculating all that, cause it's not just hourly, you have to calculate in all their benefits and I've got a basically a basis of like, okay, this is, you know, I pay this person this per hour, but they're making this, these amount of benefits per day, per hour. Mm -hmm. And that all gets calculated into labor. You know what I mean? Because that is the total cost of labor. You know, it's, it's even the benefit, not, 
you know, so much obviously the overhead of like keeping lights on that, you know, that's kind of a different, different equation that I equate for. But the big one is just, you know, what am I paying my employees? And it's not just per hour. It's what I have to pay for, you know, what we have to do for employment taxes, what we have to do for um, benefits and all that stuff. And when you add all that up, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I, I pay more, you know, I pay more in labor and a little bit of material than some of these companies sell their fucking vinyl harness for, what? you and, know? And I think when you talk about, like, uh, educating yourself, um, uh, Frank, I'm not going to mention any names. One of the things we found, we tried to uh, partner with what would be considered an extremely patriotic uh, entity. Um and they saw the prices of, of the bat. We helped them design it. And we were like, okay, the, it, it's on you now. Like, here you go. We've, we've given you what you need. We've helped you with the design. This is the cost. Well, lo and behold, now we're watching their videos. They had all that shit made in China. And they fly <laughs> that flag pretty, pretty heavily. Um, and, and it's to a point with me, I'm going to have to have a conversation of like, not just about the business portion. Like, they could have went to you or who, you know, pick it, whoever. It's like, dude, where the fuck do you stand? Like, are you stand for the dollar or do you stand for Americans and employing them? And, and that is another thing. Some of our competitors um, stand behind a, this tactical flag, like, like they're, 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 they're patriotic and they're all about the military. So it looks as if they're very compliant when there's not one American thing on that other than the people shipping it when it lands in the United States. And those packs are fairly expensive and I don't have any, you do what you got to do, right? Like, I mean, I get it. If people are going to make things overseas, be transparent about that. And again, when people look at you or us, um, and it's like, we're rolling in the dough because of what it costs us. <laughs> Believe me, if we wanted to roll in the dough, that sh everything we own would go straight to fucking China, right? That's how we would roll in the dough. Right now, uh, well, we're actually in the negatives now because we've spent all the profit on growth. Uh, but uh, if that's like somebody saying, uh, I went to the stick bow for glory and money. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. Losing, losing fucking money shooting a stick bow. So if you want to roll in the dough, it is not made in the USA. You're doing that because no. you're patriotic and you want to help Americans. Dude, and that's what fucking drives me crazy too, man, because people sit there and they think, oh yeah, you're just fucking rolling in the dough and all this. And you know, it's funny too, because like when we do a 10% off, I'm like, dude, that's a big fucking deal for us. If we do 10% off a product, um, same with you guys. If you do 20% off, 15% off, I mean, people don't realize how much that cuts into your fucking bottom line. They don't. They don't, they don't freaking understand. And, uh, especially for American made products. I mean, fuck, you see all these other, you know, companies 50% off. Well, yeah. Cause they fucking get it made overseas. Um, and, uh, you know, and they've got a 300% markup on it. So they, you know, <laughs> they're, they're still making, you know, pretty good money even at 50% off. But with us, and I tell people this all the time, I'm like 50% off work. We're fucked. Yeah, you're going We're in the fucked. negatives. I mean, there's, <laughs> oh, fuck. At 40% off, I'd be going into the fucking negatives. I'm like, no freaking way, dude. And, you know, I, and like I said before, I'm like, I, you know, 10% off. And we get guys all the time that are just like, uh, you know, can you do a little bit better than 10% off? I'm like, no, go, you know, go fuck. <laughs> like, 
this is this is like this is already eating up a bunch of of this fucking gross margin, which you know eats up at our freaking net. You know, it's it it all falls down the line, um, and uh, you know it's just something that people don't understand, especially if they haven't been in business, but especially if they uh, are not getting their shit made in America. And like I said, you know, I'm so proud of is that, you know, I ask people this question all the time. I said, why do you buy made in the USA? Like, why, why do you buy it? You just fucking buy it because it has a tag on there and it makes you feel good about buying it. Or do you buy it because of the brand and what it represents? I mean, is this company paying livable wages? Are they being transparent? Are they being honest? Are they, you know, using, you know, fucking spending the extra money on Buckle, the extra money on Kidura, the extra money on USA Thread, and all this shit that you combine, are they doing it the right way? You know, and you know, that, that's, that's my biggest thing is that's why I say my made in the USA is different than yours. Because for me, you know, there's some places, you know, that fuck you paid somebody 10 bucks an hour to fucking make all this shit. Well, it might as well just be a damn fucking sweatshop in America. In my opinion, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, do they, you know, respect the craft and are they, you know, are they one of those people that are actually proud about getting it made here, getting it made here with, you know, like I said, again, livable wages and all this other, you know, all these different aspects. And that's, you only really find that out by, you know, researching the company and figuring out the background of the company and what the, you know, the company's about. And, I, you know, I wish more people would do that and then they would start to truly understand what, like what Kafaru is doing and what we're doing here is a lot different than what a lot of other people are doing in the hunting industry. Um, I, I think like when you talked about this podcast is, is, uh, maybe more of an awareness podcast, like what you're talking about. Um, you know, the other thing too, that I don't think people, you know, probably realize, um, and I, I get flack for this sometimes. The other day, I, I strapped a deer to my pack. Um, I did that one because I hate dragging deer, too. I also do it because we have customers that do that shit, and we need to know if it will hold up. How many companies that are, are going overseas are actually putting 150 days a year in the field to 200, testing that gear, right? Or how many kind of design it, use some American sewers and the prototype and R&D, send it overseas. They've cut this insane check, which they have to, uh, to come across the big ocean. They got to get it out the door and no R&D and testing is done with the final product before it goes out the door because they need that money when it comes off the boat immediately. That's another thing that I think is overlooked is you know, I'm not strapping those fucking things on to Cameron Haynes it up, right? And, And Cam's a friend, right? But I like my knees, you know, as much as it may seem like I don't, but we have people that strap entire fucking animals to our pack. And so occasionally I will do that to say, all right, let's see if we can break this fucker, Scotty or Frank, strap that thing on. Um, Let's try and break it. Well, that ain't happening with shit coming across the big ocean, right? No one is pulling it out of the plastic wrapper and using it for three to five months before it sells. The, the consumer is the test dummy. They are the, the R&D and the test. Yep. And, and even the, we, we know for a fact some of our competitors that put an American flag on their uh, pack um, don't, when, it, when they get it, don't have time to test it. 
Um, and I've seen it on forums where nobody has that much time to test something. Frank, we've tested shit for three years before we've come out with it. Yeah, that's all we do is test shit. Yeah. And so that's something I think that also is, is overlooked is, is not just everything we've talked about, but also the fact yep. that we're doing it because we want somebody to not have their ass hanging out in the wind when something breaks. Or if it mm-hmm. does break, we're very transparent. We had uh, Patrick, the way he sold uh, the shoulder strap we- coming off the, uh, the, sh- the webbing coming off the shoulder strap to the belt. He had basically two bar tacks. I ripped one. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the first things we changed was we reinforced the shit out of it so it'll never be, uh, Tyler, you'll appreciate this, a catastrophic kill, right? Like when, when you look at like, um, what was that fucking mine, the M21, the catastrophic kill for Abrams, that fucker that would like suck everything out of it where we don't want the tank to go down, right? We, we want the pack to keep rolling. Um, and even things you and I have talked about recently where I was saying, hey, Tyler, take a look at this. If something breaks, your repair is so much easier because you don't have to do X, Y, and Z, just figuring shit out in the field to make it better for the consumer in the end. That costs money. Yep. I mean, that costs money to do that. And it's not some college kid sitting at a fucking computer playing with his you know, design ideas. It's us in the field. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, well, like, you know, I tell people all the time, too, kind of just reflecting what you just said, is that I also kind of want to reiterate that just because it's made in America, you know, made in America doesn't mean it's good either. You know what I mean? I think we can all agree on that. Just because it has a made in the USA label or even just, even you know, people that are still using the same stuff as us, doesn't necessarily make it a more superior product. I mean, it, it is really how you sew things as well. You know, where's, you know, where are you double stitching? Where are you triple stitching? You know, where are you bar tacking stuff? You know, uh, a lot of that stuff matters and it's, you're only going to figure that out by putting it through its paces and just tearing the shit out of it. Um, you know, and, and you know, one of the things that we do too is because, um, you know, and I'm sure you guys do too, but you know, a lot of the customer feedback and just making those changes on the go. And what's nice about how we do stuff here is that we can make changes to stuff like that. You know, if I want to make a change to a vinyl harness, and you know this, Aaron, because I just, you know, you just got a, another updated version. So if I need to make a change to a piece of gear, I just do it. You know what I mean? I'm not getting it. I'd like um, to take credit you know, for some of those changes, by the way. It, yeah, you know, <laughs> credit is on you. You know what I mean? Well, Jerry says the same shit too. He'll, he takes credit for half my design. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gotta love Jerry. Uh, so yeah, he's a good dude. Um, but I mean, think about this: that a bigger company that manufacture, you know, let's say gets a bunch of stuff made in China and they get it over there or get it over here. Let's say you find a catastrophic. Hey, this is, you know, this is breaking all the fucking time, like a huge deal. It's going to cost you a shit ton of money to ship all this stuff back, get it fixed. And where are you going to get it fixed? Because you make all your shit overseas. So now what? But that's the biggest thing too, is that, okay, well, they dumped a hundred grand into inventory without really testing it. Well, now you've got this fucking problem with the product. And what are you going to do? You're pretty, I mean, most of these guys are just going to keep fucking selling it. They're just going to keep selling it. They're not going to fucking make the change because they can't. They financially can't do it. They're like, oh, fuck. You know, with us, it's a little different. 
you know, especially if you, for me, I just go into the shop and I'm like, Hey, we need to fucking change this. And it gets changed. And I'm the same with you guys too. You know what I mean? And, uh, that's part of it. You know, that's part of the process too, is that, and that's, what's nice about, you know, a lot of guys like about us because I get, you know, feedback all the time from the, I mean, people give me feedback that I'd never even thought about. And I'm like, Oh fuck, that's actually a pretty good idea. You know what I mean? And we've implemented a lot of that stuff. I mean, that's kind of what makes us special too. I mean, I'm sure with you guys too, is getting a lot of that feedback. Cause I mean, you can test it, you can think it, think it through, wear it out in the field, mess around with it. But, um, sometimes, I mean, a lot of your good feedback for making the product better just comes from your thousands of customers. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that's how we kind of made a lot of changes, but, you know, kind of going off of what you just said, Aaron, is, is that's the same thing too, is that, um, you know, like I said, again, you know, some of these people that, you know, get that product and they don't R and D it. Well, you know, something goes wrong and then they're, you know, then they're kind of shit out of luck, at least with you, if you're strapping a deer on there in, in a fucking, in a, you know, a piece of webbing breaks and you look at it and you're like, Oh fuck, is this a problem? You know what I mean? Is this kind of, is this pack wide? you know, is this piece of stitching here? Do we need to reinforce it or sew it a different way? And, uh, that's, I mean, that's how you make your products. But I'll give you an example. Cause I've, you know, it's, I've helped design and test and a lot of different companies stuff. And, and, uh, I had a pair of pants. I was in Idaho and, and, uh, and the, 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 you know, you have the cargo pants. So my quad pocket, whatever you want to call it, fucker ripped off. I'm like, huh? Not normal that quick, right? <laughs> I just went down a trail. So I, I hauled ass back and looked at the other pan and immediately went into panic mode because I knew this shit was sewn overseas and the, and the boat is getting ready to be loaded. And I called and I'm like, hey, bro, they did not backstitch the corner of this pocket. Like, all of these are going to rip off. And uh, are you sure? And I'm like, sure enough to fucking haul ass and get service and call you? Yes, I'm sure these are going to rip off. And so... <laughs> What what happened? They did get a hold of them and were able to. They actually had to unbox everything and sew it back on. But what would have happened if seventy five thousand units came overseas, landed, and that specific set of pants wasn't backstitched at the bottom corners of those pockets where it's a, a failing point? Oh, they would have sold them. I mean, yep. they they're not. Oh yeah. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and take it in the ass for this one for the betterment of the USA. <laughs> yeah, no, no one is fucking doing that, and so. What you're talking about, I mean, Frank, we've had some changes that we've made in line on the move of like, oh shit, and then it's it's going up and getting fixed here. Or and we use outside sewing sources too. I mean, we have very compliant partners that we use. Yeah. Um and it's the same thing. On a phone call, they can they can change. Like they, they can make very dynamic lateral transitions in something off a phone call or a quick plane flight. Well, I don't know how many of you have flown to China, but it ain't fucking quick. And right now, you got to have 17 COVID tests and anal probed and everything else to get over there. And you may not fucking make it back. Um, so I just, uh, I, I get a kick out of certain things that I, I see that I can't talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and clothing's another one. I get it. Like, we haven't found a t-shirt or, or hats that we like that are made in the U.S. We're very candid about that. And, and this comes up to what you said earlier. We had America made t-shirt once and I could have fit my arm, Frank's arm and Cohen's in the fucking sleeve. And I hate that. <laughs> right. I mean, it was, <laughs> and, and the material was rough. And, I, and so we looked at 
oh, six years ago, we looked at different manufacturers this last year. Well, this year we looked at manufacturers from the U.S. And we, we will uh, at some point, if we find com- something comparable or better, we'll switch to it. Now you're going to be buying a fucking $50 t-shirt because it's made in the USA, but we, <laughs> we will have that option when we find something worthwhile. But the t-shirts that we have, people like, and they're not made in the U.S. We're obviously you know, using the, the, the middleman, the end resource. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting them from them. But um, I, I, if you can't make it better here, I get the argument. But when you look at outdoor clothing, it is hard to make things in the United States. Frank, you can talk about that. I mean, what were they saying the other day with Jocko? Like with- well, they brought up the fact that um, a, lot of this, a lot of this fabric isn't even, a, the technical quote-unquote fabric isn't even available in the United States. And uh, it's an easy excuse to make. Um, but I think what Jocko and his business partner's plan was is to start bringing that stuff back and making it here. And if it takes people going overseas and learning the art of weaving fabric or whatever it takes and that's what they want to do textile so, mill and so we maybe we will see a shift um going forward that you know what um this is like completely unrelated but uh <laughs> I, I went i went to florida over thanksgiving for my girlfriend's brother's wedding and um her mom she really likes disney so we went to downtown disney it's basically just a bunch of shops um and we went to the disney store and they have all this clothing and all these hats. Dude, these things are fucking garbage. Pure shit. Like, super cheap. As cheap of a hat as you could probably build in China. And they're selling them for like $40 and $50 a piece. And people are paying for it. It's unreal. That's and crazy. I was just telling her, like, these hats probably cost Disney maybe like a dollar a piece to make. And yeah. they're just, they have like a 3,000% markup on them. It's, it's, it's insane. Or 300% so, or whatever. It's probably 700%. Dude, so, it's unreal. And people are buying this fucking shit because it has Mickey Mouse on the, <laughs> on the thing. But it's like one of the cheapest. We need to put a fucking rhino on that thing and make some money. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, so you, can, you, can, uh, you have to draw the line in the sand somewhere um, and decide what's important to you as a business owner or um, as a consumer. Well, and, and dealing with some clothing stuff right now, you know, we, we're kind of the same view with, with what we're not not kefaro i'm helping out some other people but anyway looking at it i'm like look we can have it sewn here the material is a bitch right like like how many people have asked us for fleece packs mm-hmm. there ain't no fucking american-made fleece, fleece people or we do it like they don't have <laughs> american-made fleece like when i say that someone's going to call me and there's going to be somebody that has it <laughs> and it's going to be a, okay well can they mass produce it what color can we get is it worth a fuck if we could make a quieter material American-made, we'd be making it because then I wouldn't get these fucking phone calls about, I want a quieter backpack. So if you get enough people like this podcast, The Awareness, with a demand for a company to make quieter material that's in the U.S., we'll be the first ones on that train. But you, you have to have, the squeaky wheel gets the grease to a certain degree, and when you have, you know, the standard guy on a forum, American-made, patriotic. Oh, fuck that. That's expensive. I'm buying from Walmart. Well, <laughs> all right, dude, that, that's not the squeaky wheel we fucking need, right? You, you verbally said it, and then you walked into Walmart. Oh, um, and that's what yeah. I, it happens. Well, yeah, that's fucking exactly what happens, man. Everybody <laughs> wants to fucking, everybody wants American-made t-shirt until they look at the fucking price tag. And, you know, here's the thing. And again, why the fuck do you buy made in the USA? Why? 
You know what I mean? Are you just buying it to toot your own fucking horn? Or are you buying it? To get, somebody's got to make that t-shirt. Somebody's got to fucking print the crap on it. You know, and, and it goes back again to the, the same things we've been fucking talking about. I mean, do, do you just expect people to fucking make $8 an hour to make this t-shirt for you? Yeah. And fucking basically, can we cut your pay if you're an electrician? I mean, uh, that's the American dream. Fuck yeah, you know. I I brought this up to a guy when I was down in in Texas. We were talking about American Made, and I was like, "Okay, dude." I said, "So basically, what you're saying, you know, our packs are expensive, and you don't need that pack. You need an Asian pack. It's cheaper." And I'm like, "Well, maybe I don't need." And I'm like, "What do you do?" And he told me what I did, and I said, "Well, maybe I don't need that." Maybe I need a, you know, Asian-made shit from, from a guy. So let's say a bunch of those motherfuckers come over, and all of a sudden your $33 an hour job is now paying a solid fourteen seventy-five an hour. Yep. And that's who I'm going with. I don't need your services. They're just too good for me. So I'm going to use this guy who's kind of a fucking hack. But hey, you know, I, I don't pull a trailer very often, so I don't need the welds to hold that fucking good, right? Because... <laughs> You know, I'm just hopping off my bad boy buggy and, you know, fuck that. It's like, well, it's more than just the money, dude. It's more than just the durability. It's also what you stand for. Yeah. Do you say, okay, I just need a field line pack from Walmart. Okay, I get that. As you're walking out of the store, are you, you America? Well, what you're actually saying is China, because you just fucking supported China. It's like conservative (laughs) virtue signaling. It's like, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, I stand for America when you actually don't at all. Yeah. And when a company stands up and says, we're going to try to make everything made in America, it, it, it points to not just that they, you know, obviously want to support America, but it's like their ethics. Where does that company stand ethically with how they want to make their decisions? If Kafaro and TNK are like, we're going to try to make everything that we can made in America by Americans, then you know they kind of have the best interest for you at heart as a, as a company. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I'm obviously being a smart ass with a lot of this, but I, after going through many, many years of keeping things made in the USA, um, I, I get the, the, the idea that you don't, you know, the thing is, I don't need something that durable. Okay. I, I get that portion of it, but that means you're saying, I also don't need to support Americans. I'm going to, cause it's cheaper, support slave labor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Uh, again, some of the guys that are very patriotic I've met, um, and then I bring it up, they're like, oh, I don't need that. I'm just going to use a picket, right? Whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. Sorry for listening in. Okay. You're still paying $389 for a backpack. Now, mm-hmm. maybe our comparative backpack or actually, Frank, pull up a something. And this isn't, again, this is awareness. I'm not bashing. I used to wear them. Um, just pricing. Yeah. Processing. But they, I mean, these are facts, though. They're facts. Two hundred pack. Because you know where it gets made. You know. Yeah. Three hundred eighty bucks. So three hundred eighty bucks for a two hundred. Frank, pull up a Kafaru shape card. Actually, you should know that you're the GM. God yeah. damn it. It's about three twenty-five. So three twenty-five. So we're actually cheaper than a two hundred. We're not in a store because we don't have the margins. So what is the margin of that twenty-two hundred? And I know they talk about uh, there's Hypalon on it. It's Asian-made Hypalon, but it's, it, is hy- it is a form of Hypalon. We've actually switched to a different material. It's stronger. But that's the thing. It's like, 
I didn't need a Kafaru. I bought this. And I'm like, well, motherfucker, that was only fucking $30 cheaper. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you can't afford. I just saw you knock off a 12 pack. Fuck, that's half the price right there. So that's the kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least it was Coors. Fuck. But I, that's where I talk about awareness and supporting is the more we can do that, whether it's us or TNK or someone else, which there's not really any, anyone else doing that, but um, trying to get things back home and taking a big step back and looking at it. And I've done it a lot more in the position I'm in here of, okay, what am I buying? And is it equivalent or close to it? And where is that money going? Is it going to foundations and organizations I believe in? Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to people I trust? And, you know, uh, Tyler, you and I both have a abrasive, what do they call it? Polarizing? Polarizing, yeah. Polarizing, a polarizing um, personality. I, I get that. You know, people are going to buy things because of how we are and people are going to hate us. And Tyler, you've seen a couple bash campaigns on, on social media. Um, uh, I've seen them about you. You've seen them about me. One of the guys that I thought was great said, I'm not going to kiss the ring. Uh, I can't wait to meet you, by the way. Um, that guy, a dude on Kafaro Insiders said, can I get a comparative review of a brand that starts with K and Kafaro? I'm all for that. That doesn't bother me. He had only owned one of them. So I messaged him and I said, hey, dude, have you even owned one of our packs? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, I'm going to delete your post because you've only used the other one. That's not really what the guy asked. And this is a Kafaru page run by Kafaru employees. Went on a, like a bash campaign about how horrible of a business owner I am. And I'm like, really, if you told the full story, I would probably get kudos for this because why would I let you promote slave labor? Whether it's our competitor, right? That obviously, that, I mean, that's kind of a moot point to me because one, you're promoting something that's against everything that I'm trying to you know, guide the company through as well as you two are, uh, as well as you are. And then you go on this bash fest of how you're not going to kiss the ring and I'm a bad boss and a bad business owner. When in reality, you're telling your version of the story. I, I deleted the post because you were promoting, you only used one of them. You couldn't you have a comparison of mm-hmm. the two. If he had used the two and said, nope, I'm choosing the Asian product over yours. Yeah. I get that. All right. I, we don't delete those. And I've had multiple conversations like this of, okay, I got a deal on it. Well, how the fuck do you think you got that deal? That's because <laughs> there's 600% markup in that. <laughs> Okay, so yes, we can't put things on sale. We did a 20% sale recently about fucking bankruptcies, right? That's the juice we've got. Like, <laughs> so, uh, and so when these guys are like, well, they had a 50% off sale, I'm like, well, I'm sure they fucking did. What's that tell you? Mm-hmm. That means when you're buying it at full price, you're taking it in the ass with both fucking hands and no grease. <laughs> so, uh, and people don't see And mind you, their 50% good. off sale is like every other week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, your smile. What are you thinking? Did I calm down? <laughs> I'll keep it going, man. Um, well, no, it's, it's, it's the truth. When, when I'm like, guys, think about it. If once a month there's a 50% off sale, that means they have a lot of margin, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're having a few more sales, especially strategically when we're overstocked in a product or you know whatever else. But it's like, we can't have a lot of sales because we don't have a lot of money to have sale. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and that's just... You know, because of how much it costs to make things here, I don't think people ever look at that. And there's probably people, especially the ones that really don't like me or Tyler, listening to this and coming up with all these, um, I don't want to say excuses, but um, rationalizing, right? Um, 
of, of, of different choices they've made. Justifying. Justifying, yep. And so I have four products in front of me, left to right. On the left side is the most American made, and on the far right side is the most Asian made. When I look at those, and, and, and generally, not always, the far left's more expensive, the far right is the cheapest. Okay, so first let's look at this from the, the optics of the America, America right? The, I'm American, so that goes straight to the left. Then there's the pocketbook portion. Well, I got three kids and whatever, I get that. So that may sway them towards the middle. But when you break it down long term, when you buy the middle to right side product, is that going to last as long as the far left side product? Are you supporting, you know, all the different variables and lenses you're looking at this? Very rarely when it's made correctly, are you going to win out long term on the right side of the fence because it won't last as long. You're not going to join in on the family, meaning uh, everyone here knows how much I give away my, my phone number. Um, I'm helping guys out with tuning arrows, boots, headlamps, fucking what pants I'm wearing, Jesus, uh, fitness and diet programs and occasional motivational speech. I want to help people mm, above and beyond the product. Okay. I would challenge somebody to give a phone, has, see a president or a general manager or my head IT guy, uh, they're, they're all readily available. Are you going to be able to call anything from the center to the right side, talk to one of the higher ups at the company and say, man, I had a bad day. My wife just cheated on me and have a conversation. Probably fucking not. No now, way. Tyler, how many people have you talked about, about the alcohol thing? Oh God. Hundreds. <laughs> That's because America's full of alcoholics. So. <laughs> I'm going to start fucking charging per hour. <laughs> I, uh, I tell you what, sometimes I'm like, yeah, hey, I put my phone number out there, and they're like, man, that's so awesome. And I'm like just sitting here with bags under my eyes. Tyler TNK, what the fuck you want? <laughs> no, it's, it's good. No, I mean, I completely agree here. I mean, it's a, I mean, those are the types of things though, that you're not going to get at other companies because, you know, it's not really, uh, it's not, you know, you're not speaking to the owners, you know, you're speaking to, you know, somebody that probably doesn't know fucking anything about the product. I mean, fucking the owners don't even know anything about the fucking products, you know? Um, so I mean, that's, you, you have to look, I mean, some of that stuff is invaluable. If you're gonna, if you're gonna pay the price for a product, um, and I'm one of those guys that, I mean, same thing with you, man. My phone's always readily available and I'm always picking up. And if I don't pick up, if I'm busy, somebody leaves a voicemail, I try to get back to them within like 24 hours and um, responding to texts. And, and uh, I put a live chat on our website. What a huge fucking mistake that was. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> that keeps me busy about uh, 23 hours of the day. And, uh, but, uh, on a serious note, I, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to the people. I enjoy, um, helping them with whatever they need help with. And, you know, a lot of times it's even for people to check up on me and to see how I'm fucking doing, you know, Hey man, like I know you've been fighting, you know, alcohol stuff or, you know, blah, blah, or I get a lot of guys that, invite me on hunts and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, fuck. Cause you know, it, hunting has been one of the, the challenging things for me because I don't, you know, I've only been out in the field probably a handful of fucking times even this year because, 
you know, as a small business owner too, you know, you're doing a lot of that stuff where I'm picking up the phone all the time or I'm helping with shipping or I get on a sewing machine and it seems like we're always fucking behind. So, I mean, it's one of those things to where, um, you know, people are, you know, are always helping me too and trying to, you know, look out. And that's kind of the great thing about, you know, our company, especially I'm sure yours too, is that we, you know, our follower base is so dedicated uh, to who we are and what we stand for that, you know, I get fucking guys are just calling me like, Hey man, like just wanted to catch up. How's life been? And you know, that's, that's just fucking cool, man. Those, Those are friendships that, you know, other owners of companies, you know, some of those bigger companies you're talking about that are owned by, you know, big rich city dudes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, fucking are big time investors, um, that are, you know, you're fucking peasants to them. You know what I mean? Like they don't fucking, they, you know, they don't give a fuck. Like they're all about freaking maximize the dollar, you know, with us and, you know, far too, it's, you know, it's actually about the, the personalization of it too. So, I mean, you can not only just say, okay, I'm buying a good product, but it's like, what are you buying into? You know what I mean? I want to buy a product from an, you know, an owner I can give a call to and say, Hey, I have a problem. I can't tell you how many times I FaceTime guys, you know what I mean? Showing them how to set up a piece of gear that we have, or, you know, if they're having issues or, you know, anything like that. Um, you know, I don't know how many times I've done that. And, and I mean, that's just part of, you know, you're not just buying the product, you're buying what comes with the product, not just the, okay, livable wage, but you're also buying, you know, the customer service aspect of it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to just tell you to fuck out. Okay. I got your money now. Go fuck yourself. Bye. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not how it works here. A lot of companies do that. I, I think, um, it's as you know what I, I I guide um for for Scotty down with with Topo Texas and uh, I think people must think that I'm inherently wealthy um probably because <laughs> yeah. I just bought a giant truck but so <laughs> I uh it's the gold teeth dude <laughs> yes I wish I don't even have all my teeth by the way the if Rolex. any dentists are listening in I have a fucked up grill I look like a hippo when it's yawning so anybody wants to help me out with that uh, like any American made dental work I can uh, but. So I did a, a day in the life at Topo, Texas, and, and Scotty likes to sleep. So I get up early, start the coffee. Yeah. I got the, the roast ready, made everybody lunches. and I saw I that pe- food you were making, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was yeah like, that was good, actually. Was I knocked it out of the park. <laughs> so that was supposed to be burgers. And Scotty was on a stock, and I'm like, ah, fuck. I don't want to start this grill and this smoke, and I'm going to smell like shit. And what I'm like. I'm going to make meatloaf. And it, so it turned into meatloaf. It was, I knocked it out of the park. It was good. But my point, guys were like, you don't have a cook? I'm like, no, we don't have a fucking cook. Me? I was like, I'm also the toilet cleaner. And they're like, well, don't you own Kafaro? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me just bring our, our cleaners up from Kafaro to clean the camp. I'm like, you think I'm fucking Bill Gates? I'm like, yeah, later on, I'm going to be out there gutting a fucking owl dad and caping it out. And shortly after that, I'm going to have to clean up the garbage that blew out of the back of the fucking truck because I was too lazy to clean it out. I, multidimensional. None of these jobs uh, aren't involving manual labor. Like, but I think people have, when you have a conglomerate that's a billion dollar conglomerate, right? Yeah, they're probably not out, you know, cleaning out the shit out of the back of the truck that fell out of the animal, right? They're there <laughs> for you to do that. Well, I mean, these guys are no different. Um, I mean, you know, when I say these guys around me as well as, as you and your crew, 
it, it's a team effort. Uh, there's a lot of labor involved. And, and again, it, it didn't have anything to do with Kafaru, but as I'm getting these messages about, holy cow, you pack everyone's lunches? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a guy. I'm <laughs> I don't get the cool guide portion where I just say, shoot that, and then I get to take a picture. Like, I have to do all the other shit, too. Um, and and the, the clients we had were super, super Kafaru guys, super cool. And they were there. I was adjusting their packs and bullshitting with them. And they were like, you know, I just didn't really expect that, you know, the, the owner of a company would also be packing, you know, parts of my sheep out. And I'm like, well, I didn't, I'm not doing this for the greater glory of Kafaru to, to take photos. Like, I, I like the outdoors. I like talking to people. Well, some people. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I like the whole adventure. And I, I, God, he's one of my best friends. And I'm trying to help him out. Did you think that? We just pretend, pretend air quotations, I'm a guide <laughs> to sell shit. Like, no, I have to fucking do the dishes tonight as well. Hopefully Scotty will before we start drinking. <laughs> That's just, you know, we're like regular everyday guys. And I think people kind of get that maybe taken out of context that we're, that we're not. And I mean, talking about the three of us as well as you on the, on the phone. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's. I mean, that's not who you're buying from. It's we're not those type of guys. I mean, we're, you know, South Dakota. I mean, we're not fucking like these big city, you know, dudes or anything that are fucking. Oh, you know, like a lot of you know the the hunting industry. Like a lot of these companies that are becoming more industrialized than anything. You know, that's not really who we are, and that's not how I get. You're you know, not, I don't know about other you're not people. Owned by that's the not you're not owned you know? by the Cheener, Chernin group, by the way? No, no, yeah, exactly, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I fucking, so I sit here and I'm like, well, you know, I, that's just not, you know, the type of person I am. And, like, people, you know, like I said, I don't got money coming out of my ears, but I knew that from you too, Snyder. I'm like, well, he's not, you're just not that type of dude. I mean, that's, you know, there's no misconception about it, and it's not, and that makes people, that should make people respect you even more that you're like, well, I'm not, fucking I'm not better than you because I own Kafaru like that's if that's what you're you know if that's what you think well then you're fucking sorely wrong then you know your misconception of who I am and why you buy from us is completely wrong God, because said that's it. not the you know the type of people you know type of people we are God he said it best he goes he didn't say anticlimactic he, he said something about well you're probably going to be let down when he starts farting in the can-am on the way to the glassing point um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, I think that um, you know that family American made family mentality isn't something we're selling it's what we do I mean it's part I mean obviously yeah. that's why people buy but I, I mean um, you know Fra Frank for example um, how long you've worked here Frank eight years yeah se seven or eight years how many people could you hop on social media right now? What do you got follower-wise? Frank's Insta-famous. Processing. Hashtag Twilight. I'm at 20.8 thousand. So 20,800. When you pop those up and you see comments, you know all of those, one, almost everyone commenting one way or another, whether they bought a Kafaru pack or they've commented and you become... You know, friends, and, and there was something recently, we're going to have a podcast about a, a guy did this giant bash fest of social media and everything else. And I get it. There's bad things about social media, but he kind of blueprinted or, or black and it was kind of a black and white statement of if you post dead animals, you're bad for hunting. And, 
you know, the one thing like with what we do, um, it shows we're out there, right? Shows we're using, mm-hmm. testing the products. Shows we're proud of that we're, you know, bringing home meat for the family and all the other sh- hashtag conservation shit. But the, the, the thing that I, I think that um, when, you, when, you, when you black and white that uh, like he did is we're there to help people above mm-hmm. and beyond. We don't just answer pack questions, right? Mm-hmm. We have a podcast. We never talk about our own damn product. Never. Um, and we do Q&As and I'm up all fucking night doing 5,000 questions about what boots should I buy. Yeah, we're not in it. I don't make money from that. I'd like a dollar for every good question I get. I, I don't get that, or I would have bought a nicer truck. No, I'm just kidding. Did you <laughs> see my new truck, by the way? <laughs> Very proud of that. I, uh, I bought a super, uh, super Baja. So I, I, had, I got what I had, but a bigger version of it. I thought, didn't you get, uh, I don't know button. if I saw it on your story or Press something. I thought you got one of those, oh. uh, the new F-150s. What the fuck are they called? Um, <laughs> I bought a... An F two fifty Super Baja, so it's the it's a huge bitch. Yeah, it's my dick shrunk. Wasn't there some like called a trimmer or something like that? Isn't there a new uh, new truck? I ordered. I don't know. I ordered a trimmer, but they didn't get it in time, and this came in, so I bought it. Um, But your penis gets smaller, actually. From (laughs) like, it is a little dick truck. It went from an Audi to an Innie. Yeah, Yeah. it's giant. You got to climb in that fucker. <laughs> Don't you? But you, you, you have to. You won't. Uh, you won't walk anywhere. You've got to take that truck everywhere you hunt. That's what I heard. Oh so. fuck! It's 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 comical. Uh, that's another thing that I see that is. Um, uh, I get I get a kick out of it. it's like oh yeah yeah um that, yeah this is Frank and I hiked in nine miles to a high fence area that cost forty thousand dollars for the tag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Frank, Frank, what's the most money you've ever spent on a hunt? Uh, personally, not. Well, it's a tag. I mean, what? what? Oh, um, when I first started here, I, uh, I went to Idaho with Jordan and I paid for it all. Um, probably cost a thousand bucks for the whole thing said and done. Rolling in the dough. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. I mean, I've, I've had, I mean, if, uh, now that you and Chad took over the company, I've actually started making money. Frank was a poor under for a while. Under under previous management and ownership, um, I had not made any money working here, and probably took a pay cut to work here. But um, I haven't made any extra money from podcasting or from social media or anything like that. So I don't know that it's not. I don't consider it to be a big deal because money's not everything in my mind. Yeah. Um, I'd rather be happy with what I'm doing and enjoy coming into work. I was thinking about that the other day, actually. Um. Since I've worked here, I've never like woke up in the morning and be like, "Oh man, I got to go to work." I I like coming coming to work yeah. and working with you guys. We have fun. We laugh. We're laughing all day long. We're, having, we're gonna get we're, fucking sued of what we're talking about. Yeah, but. we gotta be careful. <laughs> we gotta be careful. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely um, that's something that's important to me. To I'd rather be happy and not have a ton of money. At, yeah. Or and, instead of being super strict, like more money, more problems. You know. Yeah. I I uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, thank you to Aaron and Chad for showing your appreciation to your employees and bumping everybody's pay a little bit. But well, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say in the first five to six years working here, I'd fucking shit for money. Frank was in poverty. <laughs> I, I did tell a joke yesterday with the HR uh, person <laughs> in the meeting. I, I'm going to fuck around and get sued, Tyler. I, I, Evan Hafer gave me some advice uh, to just not talk to anyone. <laughs> I would give you the same advice as you get bigger. Um, I'm going to get sued for something to try to be funny. What was the joke? Oh. The, the D-cell battery. Yeah, what is a 9-volt battery and a woman's butthole have in common? <laughs> Whoa. 
what? Uh, no matter what your buddies tell you, sooner or later you're going to put your tongue on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get sued. Uh, so in the new building, we're going to kind of have a war room where nobody can come in. So we the funniest part of that joke is like some people are like, How, "Why would someone do that?" And then some some people were like on this side, like, "Man, that's pretty. That's pretty true." Yeah. <laughs> well, we had um, Mackenzie was in here, and yeah. she's like, "What?" And I'm like. We're gonna get sued from this pot. I'm like, David's never licked your butthole. Oh god, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> so the conversation went south quick, and I'm thinking, we're gonna get fucking sued. Uh, but again, like, that's the kind of that's the well, that maybe not that's the company we are, but we it's just like around a hunting camp. I Licking mean, you buttholes, sh- huh? <laughs> clean ones, maybe I don't know, but the glory hole um you know it's like hanging around with your buddies i mean it's it's that's how we are i mean we just tr- like to have a good time and try to good work environment and i uh it was funny so when i went and saw uh, uh tyler had the covid or something i went to his um uh facility and uh i did not know he had told your sower that i own this giant company and we sow shit and so i'm standing behind him just watching him and was he freaked the fuck he's out? Because he bullets. certainly he's seemed a- freaked out. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's just, he's a quiet dude. He works well under pressure. I mean, I fucking, but I, I certainly don't sit there and fucking watch over their bed. <laughs> I don't sit there and breathe down their neck while they fucking make anything either. So he's probably creeped out by you a little bit. But. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like just watching him because I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy knows how to sew. This is cool because he was sewing up something. Anyway, I had him change something. I had Or sew an extra stitch on something for my pull cord. And uh, I'm like, huh. And then later on, he tells me, he's like, yeah, I told him you own a big company and you get whatever. And I'm like, oh, well, no wonder he was so fucking nervous. I was standing right behind him. He like picks up a, a certain, <laughs> ne- picks up a needle and Aaron's like, oh, that one? You're going to use that one? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting choice. Interesting. Well, while we're talking about that, that is something that I think when we have to start doing more of, because some of our competitors try to start a rumor that we weren't made in the U.S. Um, I kind of tracked it down, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I know who it is now, and I'm like, we had so many I of our... I apologize, dude, man. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we had so many of our... Um, you know, our customer base say, Jesus Christ, you can hear the sewing machines go off when you're walking the building. And I'm thinking like, what, like what, what started that off? Because I'm thinking how much money would we save if we went overseas? Right. I mean, you would have a cook. I would have a cook and I wouldn't be <laughs> guiding. Um, <laughs> you, you just probably just have that thing on playback. Just a fucking like a recorder. Yeah. No, 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 of, like, no, no. Machines no I've had to edit that noise out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the podcast room is by the Bartak machine and that was not a smart fucking decision. Um, we've got what, two Bartak machines to our left and four upstairs and those they're going off a lot. And so, oh uh, fuck, it, those things are loud too, man. Jesus. Uh, oh yeah, I, I got to say, the first time I needed to bartack something myself, um, I am not a sewer. I was in here on a weekend, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> and it went the wrong way, and I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> and then so I'm cutting all this thread off, and I'm like, all right, round two, and my finger was pretty fucking close to it, and I'm like, and I was like, okay, 
I should have paid attention at home, Mac. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm thinking, who can I call? Did you take a video of you running the film machine next time? That'd be greatly appreciated, I think, for everybody. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, that's no... Those Vortex are scary, man. When you first start doing them, you're like, holy fuck. I I mean, if you get, like, a finger caught in one of those things, man, it would be... Call him Frank, trauma. Frankie Nine Fingers because he was on the Bartek machine getting Dude, sewn to um, the material. Before before Maria retired, she had caught herself with a sewing machine once. She's like tough as nails, like her hands all bleeding and shit. And she's just like, oh, I got them. I got myself with a sewing machine. I'm like, holy shit. Her hands are like, like a mason's hands, you know, like a bricklayer's hands. Like, yeah. damn, she's badass. Yeah, that woman could sew. She was super sweet. She was nice. But, you know, we've got, um, you know, our crew now, like, um, you know, we went, you know, when we, when we, when we bought it and we shuffled some people around and, and uh, some people took different jobs and other people, you know, had left the company. Um, well, they didn't leave. I'd kind of made them leave. But I mean, I was like, I wanted to build a crew, uh, much like you talked about, of people that I don't have to micromanage because they're good at what they do. I, I'm probably the worst micromanager and, and quite honestly i would say i probably get in the way more when i show up here um because i talk too much and tell stories because you know i'm stuck out in the woods by myself and then i got to tell somebody when i get back and we have a company meeting and i t- tell fucked up hunting stories we get nothing accomplished so frank's looking at me across like would you shut the fuck up so we can get back to business two, two and a half hours later the, me- the meeting ends we got to our three bullet points yeah <laughs> but how many what do you 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 now what do you you got what five people working for you now no i've got uh eight and we're about to hire um another we're actually i don't know if you if you know who hannah kysek is that's the hatcher jane or whatever on instagram i don't know yeah. if you've if she's a, yeah so we're hiring her in january uh, she's going to be doing like marketing stuff, but she's also going to be doing, uh, trade shows, like going around doing trade shows. I think like sheep show, um, in Reno in January and then, you know, doing some tack events and stuff like that. And we're going to, you know, use it for pictures and videos and stuff, but that'll be about nine people now. And then we're going to be looking for, um, a couple more sewing machine operators uh, early next year, I would say. So, yeah, we're right around the nine ten uh, employee mark right now. So um, nothing, nothing crazy big. I mean, you've been in the shop. I mean, it's tiny. I mean, we're looking for a new building. There just hasn't been a lot of real estate out there. I mean, we're we're ready to purchase something. We're just, you know, we've got a year left on that lease, so we're just kind of uh, holding off for that. But kind of deciding if we want to build or not. But I mean, it's it's getting pretty scrunched in there, as you could tell. I mean, it's fucking. It's pretty tight. I mean, there's there's fucking shit everywhere, and it's just it's come to the point to where you can't really move around there. But like you were saying before, though, you know, you need, doing videos. I mean, with the uh, you know sewing machine stuff like that, I think that's where you're going with all that stuff. I think that'd be cool. I think I think guys would appreciate seeing that, and just not not that you know it it's it's one of those things that I think just people like fucking seeing the shit get made, you know. Oh yeah, I I brought the camera in once and just did some kind of artistic type of photos of the Bartak machine going off, some people holding webbing, which I think they're getting fucking irritated because I'm like, hold on, the lighting's bad. I need you to hold that. And they're looking at me like, I'm trying to sell this motherfucker. Like, hurry up. But, <laughs> I got quotas, man. Yeah, no shit. Like, 
The the good thing about us, like that that in the crew we have now, we don't have to have quotas. That was something we kind of looked at maybe needing a couple years ago. Where now, um, everybody just works their ass off, and it simplifies things a, a, a lot. Like when somebody says, "Hey, I need a Friday off," I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead and get the fuck out of here," because everybody's you know giving it there. And we also went from I think we were up to 16 to 18 week lead time at one point, and now a lot of our stuff's going out in the three or four days. Maybe not right now because we just had that sale, but. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and I'm, again, I'm fucking no different than you. I've just had more practice at it. I mean, I went from construction, so thank God I ran a construction company, but you know, at, at no time did I ever think, man, I can't wait till I can run a company that has a lot of sewing machines. Cause I know fucking nothing about that. So <laughs> you, you kind of learn as you go. And, and, uh, I, I would say like, uh, I would, you know, uh, Colin, the guy, you know, he's right beside me. He's been a huge help. David D. Austin. Um, we just hired Jerry Shaw. Did Jerry tell you that? Yeah, Jerry told me that you, that you guys, he's pretty pumped about that, man. He's a good dude. He'll, he's, um, he's like a number one fan for you guys, but he's, uh, he's a fantastic dude. Now I have to fucking watch out for him. Every time he comes in here, I call him a fucking spy. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there fucking send me in here to fucking see what we're fucking working on or what? <laughs> Uh, well, I tell you what, uh, if he was a spy, he's not very incognito. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Hey, he's, uh, no, nah, but he, he's, he's a fucking, he's a good dude, man. I'm, I'm glad you guys hired him because, uh, yeah, he's, he's fucking awesome, man. I, I love Jerry. When I went up to the, the, his parents' house uh, to shoot that buffalo, uh, this defines Jerry to a T. We walk out, and his mom, and he's 37 years old, yells, Be careful, Jerry! <laughs> I look at him, he's like, Shut up, dude. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Yeah, no shit. Did he pack him a lunch, too? Oh, yeah, no, but I, I, his mom was a sweetheart. She was super, super cool. That's but, awesome. Um, that, the the yeah, Buffalo. Either. Oh, go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say, yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna be a good asset to your company because, um, yeah, he's just uh, he's a fucking he's a fucking stellar guy. Yeah, he's a super super good dude. But uh, well, man, we're hitting an hour and a half here. We've probably talked enough shit for uh, at least another month or two. Um, is there anything you want to add? Um, you know, before we hop off here. No, man. I, I appreciate you having me on and. And, uh, yeah, that's fucking all I got to, that's all I got to say about that, man. Cool. Well, um, man, we appreciate what you're doing. Um, you know, the, the, as we talked, the made in America with, with all American components and it being a good quality product is definitely, uh, the exception, not the rule. So, uh, I know what you're putting into it cause we're doing the same. So we, we appreciate it, man. I appreciate the friendship. Um, and yeah, uh, everybody. The website, where can they where can they check you out? Uh T A N D K Hunting dot com. And uh, just to reflect that back on to you, I appreciate what you guys do too and appreciate all the help that you have that you've even you know, you're always available to to help me and, and reach out and so I mean I do appreciate that too, man. I mean you guys are a great group of people. I mean I tell tell everybody I'm like if there's one company I would want to work with you know it's, it's Kafaru I mean you guys are fantastic in the line right you know with our ideals and how we do shit and so I mean right back at you man definitely 
Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully we didn't offend too many people. Do your research. Look at where your money's going. Um, and, uh, oh, you, you can, uh, you know, you can, you can kind of send us off, Tyler, with your, your spiel. What, what is it? Uh, your freedom to fuck on? Freedom to fuck on, yeah. yeah. There, there you, you go. There you go, everybody. Freedom <laughs> to fuck on. All right, thanks for tuning in. America. Yeah.